Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Falsha, and welcome back to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we wade through the Blarney to tell you about the real Ireland. My name is Stuart McNamara, and I'm here with the man who's back from Dublin, Rob Cross. Hey guys, Rob here, back to our, our usual recording setup, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, much better now. Yeah, it, did. well, it, didn't, it didn't sound too bad. Last week, I'd say you did a good job with the edit. Uh, thank you very much. Um, So that's all That's all good. Yeah, so it's it's nice to be back in Limerick and lockdown. Not much has changed. Uh, yeah, did you do a lot for Paddy's days too? I sat on my arse and did fuck all. Yeah, we, we couldn't do much. I went for a nice walk with the dog. It was a nice day and I had a few Guinness and watched a, watched a terrible Irish film uh, about the IRA and hiding nuclear detonators in bottles of Beamish. You may see... Hey, Rob, you can't do that on your own time. I, I, well, I do. It was... <laughs> my <laughs> God. It was... Um, it's it was a great it's up it's up on um moving targets what it's called it's like an ira kung fu film set in like galway it's great and the best thing is jimmy bennett the, the main guy from fatal deviation ireland's original kung fu film it actually has an uncredited role as a henchman in it i recognized him straight away and i was like oh my god there, there could be like an expanded universe here Stu, that we're we're only tapping into i don't think we want to tap into it but i'm sure we will yeah, at some point we'll have to get to that at some so point i think to start off rob you have a bit of an anti-uniquely Irish for us this week. We do. I, I, um, through the medium of Simpsons memes, Sue, I discovered something this week. Kind of the origin of the corned beef Irish thing in America. Now, before we get into it, we do have corned beef in Ireland. We, as we've said before, it's certainly you can get it here, absolutely. But uh, you know, it, 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 I wouldn't say it's as popular today as it has been in the past, but it's become like such a stereotype in a lot of the movies that we've seen about just Ireland corned beef and all that, that it's a bit odd. So the reason why it is so um, prevalent among Irish communities in America is when, when the Irish first emigrated there to places like New York and whatever, uh, mostly New York, it seems like here. And they went to the butcher to get the meat because we had a, a diet that mostly consisted of meat at the time. A lot of the butchers there were Jewish, so they were kosher. And obviously, you know, um, no no pigs. Pigs are not kosher. They're unclean. So pork would have been a quite a stable part of our diet at the time. So they didn't have that, but they had beef. And, well, corned beef was uh, something some Irish people knew. So it kind of became the staple in it purely because it's what the meat that they could get. Because they didn't have access to fish. They didn't have access to pork. So... Beef is what they had, and beef is what they used. So that's uh, one of the one of the things. Um, it's associated with Jewish cuisine in there as well, and that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, I mean, it, like at least we have something that makes sense now because it was just so strange seeing all those movies. I mean, The Yank and a couple others were saying, "Oh yeah, we have to have corned beef." I mean, we we did assume that it was a tradition that started in America in America yeah. by the Irish there. But now that we have it actually confirmed and we have more details, it's, it's nice to know where it actually came from. So we're not scratching our heads all day wondering where the fuck this weird cuisine came out of. 
Yeah, it, it, it's really very prevalent in New York is kind of what it says. Like, I'm just going off. I, I did like a little bit of research into it. I didn't do loads because I had to watch, you know, was that to do like the normal stuff for this podcast as well. And I'm very busy. So I, I you know, it's something we might we might go into in a bit more detail in the future. But basically, the gist of it is couldn't get pork. The, the uh, Jewish uh, butchers had beef. The Irish were in the airs and oh, that'll do. And corned beef was just the way of doing it. There's there, there's a few interesting thing, things about it here. Apparently, the, the Jewish version was to turn it into a brisket, which is a very kind of American thing. We don't really have them over here. And then smoke it into pastrami, which I, I've had pastrami before. It's like kind of a kind of more of a, a meat with a bit of a kick to it. And um, that the Irish would just prefer the, 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 the beef before anything mad was done to it. So there you go. Oh, well, you know, the Irish palate, Rob. Very plain. Just salt and a bit of butter on the potatoes. That's all you need. Well, that's it. So did these herbs and spices. Well, that is it. So on to the actual Uniquely Irish, which this week is a bit more of a recommendation for myself, which is the RTE player, if you can get it. Uh, if you have a VPN or whatever, unfortunately, we don't have any, any promotions. No. We're not being sponsored by any, so we're not going to give any names away. Yeah. But uh, it was during, or last Sunday, I think it was, that a uh, my father was watching the RT player and it came up with uh, a Credence Atlas of Ireland or something, show. Yep. which was an episode on uh, J.R. Tolkien, someone that I'm quite a fan of mm-hmm. being a massive nerd. And it was like his time in Ireland and how that might have related to some edits he made in the Lord of the Rings. That I thought it was very cool, very well done. You know, the the one part that he was curious about was there's a, a cave system in the Burren called Paul Nagalum and so he was like well this is called Gollum I think it means uh, the cave of the doves yeah that would be and so he's like well Gollum you know it's not exactly a common name maybe Tolkien learned about it in Ireland and put it into the book so it was very uh, cool stuff and you know they do a lot of good programming I think myself and Rob will preface that the RT player is shockingly bad in terms of streaming oh, things. Oh, it's terrible. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the, the inter- interface is, is not good. It's, you have unskippable ads that play in full HD, then the thing struggles to play in HD afterwards, the actual program you want to watch. It crashes a lot. It, it, it just is like, if you want to watch, if you have to watch a live match on this thing, if you're in some parts of the world, would not recommend, you know, but some of the stuff on it is good. RT obviously is our national broadcaster, radio television here. And, we said it before i mean there's some good stuff on it i mean i i, I suppose a lot of late late show we talked about before very popular chat show here in ireland that's on it and credence are like rt i wouldn't be like a massive fan of a lot of their programming there's a couple of good things that they have at the moment credence ireland is very good any like the traveler history shows in ireland they do are generally quite good there was a, a nationwide as well as kind of a magazine show sort of a thing which sometimes has interesting segments on it as well um i only watch it when there's something about like old trains on it um which is one of my, oh, my, shocking, my interest shocking, completely. but uh, there's a few bits as well if you want a bit of a laugh as well the the irish version of first dates or you get like t- yeah, that, oh, that, yeah. I, I do my parents do watch that with the few of us that i was so it, it is it can actually be quite good um i love kind of like the epic- yeah especially when a friend of ours went on to it I've known a few people that are on it, as as a matter of fact, do. Um, I don't think any of them were met with success, unfortunately, though. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's not really meant for success. It's, I mean, it's very yeah. hard to imagine. But it, it's it's good fun. But, you know, you have all of our soaps 
if anyone out there wants to get into EastEnders. Well, that's an English one, though. It is that's the one off the BBC. It's on it there. Is, it is, and the, uh, the Irish one, of course, is Fair City, which is. Um, I think we talked about it briefly before. It's just like um, it's not great. I, I, you know, I, I, it's look soaps aren't really my thing. I, I, if I, if I, my, I like my soap operas with uh, sweaty, oily men throwing each other through tables, a la professional wrestling. So it, it's, it's a bit. I'm just going to say no comment yeah, on that one. Well, but even, you know, they have like the what Ireland did for St. Patrick's Day up there. There's the good. whole celebration that if, if people are curious about how Ireland celebrated St. Patrick's Day this year, you can watch all of that, assuming you can find a way to play it. Yeah, we had a lone bagpiper going up and down my road, uh, which was nice. They, they, had, they had RT cameras here last year. Oh, yeah, I remember that from last yeah, year. They, yeah, they had RT cameras here for last year. It was like they didn't go as far as my house, thankfully. They would have seen me like in a hungover in a dressing gown looking out the door. But um Probably, probably for the best, but uh, yeah, it was here again this year. People, it was a virtual Paddy's Day parades, or like it was one or two people going up and down the road in a car with some flags and people waving out their doors, basically. So it was all not very restrained. Yeah, sure. Look, it could have been a lot worse. Most people are still happy and healthy, so that's all that's we can it. hope for on a lovely St. Patrick's Day. We had some nice we weather did. for it, which is yep. uncommon. Um, a shout out as well, Steve, as I was saying, uh, our other national channel uh, TG Cahar uh, TV uh, television the Gaelic the Cahar is for uh, don't call it TG4 though people don't like that uh, it's it's the Irish language channel we have here they have a their own player as well and they have some good stuff on it like now I will say that pretty much everything they do is subtitled anyway and often people speak English in their shows in addition to Irish so don't worry about not being able to understand it but they do a load of really good shows um, I, I they, they have some really really good documentaries that they do about everything from like Irish murders to even like they just get on some people who just like speak Irish fluently who are like a bit older and it's just like tell me about you know any crack going when you were younger any kind of stories and they just have someone tell to talk about growing up in like rural Donegal or somewhere in their own dialect of Irish talk about like all these old traditions on TV and it's actually really interesting and I think that's sure is what that's called but they also do like a load of shows as well where they dig out archives like the 60s and 70s and just throw them up as well so there, there's a lot there I mean if, if you they also have Ross Naroon which is their Irish language soap opera but uh, there's a lot there as well if you want to kind of get an, an interesting site and a different side of Ireland and maybe expose yourself a bit more to our language uh, by all means give it a go yeah of course it's great if you're trying to learn a bit of Irish you can always watch Spongebob Osquilga or whatever kids cartoons they throw up there yeah no, they, they, they ha- I think I don't know if they have the South Park dubs up there anymore but they did have South Park Osquilga for a little bit oh that would have been something to see no I, I remember I saw it like they had uh, Des Bishop the comedian I think he did Cartman for a few episodes because like they they aired it like after school so like way earlier than you should and i think they had to i don't think they censored it too much like in a visual sense but like they picked which episodes they weren't going to do and they yeah let's just say irish is an expressive language there's you can kind of use there's there's more than one way of saying something shall we say so i think they might have replaced some of the swears with um things that would be insults but wouldn't be considered swearing in irish you know there's some wonderful irish terms you can use to tell someone to go Go F, go F themselves saying the F word. So with that, I think we'll jump into the two TV shows that we watched for this week. Uh, the first one we'll do is Futurama, The Luck of the Friarish, which I must preface first by saying that in a bit of a, a rush, because once again, I had, for, had forgotten to pick what we were going to watch the next week. Last week, uh, I went out to a, uh, an article that had the 10 best Paddy's Day episodes 
and this came up and I had completely forgotten what the episode was about and then watching it was like oh yeah this has nothing to do yeah, with St. Patrick's Stu- Day except for a seven leaf clover because when Stu said it to me I was kind of remembering back this episode because I love future I'm a scene that I saw when it came out and I was thinking was it Paddy's Day in the episode? Because I was like, remember the seventy clover? Is like, oh, am I misremembering part of it? Maybe it's more significant. It was like, watch, oh, it's this was tangentially related to it. Um, like I, I suppose Fry is an Amer- is an Irish American. Big red hair in him. Yeah, he must be probably on his mother's side. Uh, I don't know if we maiden know her. Name. Yeah, I don't maiden know. name, so we'll never really know. Well, we. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those episodes that just hits you real hard similar to the Seymour episode, and there's a couple others yeah. in there, but it's one of the, the really emotional ones in, in, in a show that is so funny. It, yeah, it, it's it's just really well done. Like, I love the ending in it where it's just Freisig reading the gravestone and he realised that his brother Yancey didn't steal his name. It was his son who, and he gave it to, you know, like uh, named after his uncle to carry on his spirit. That's really gets you in the feels, you know. It's just, uh, Jesus. They, they Like, they knew how to write this series. Um to get emo- the full gambit of emotions out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it. you know, I think we could wax lyrical about Futurama for quite some time. We're yep. both huge fans of it. Uh, anytime I rewatch episodes, I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's more than a, a joke a minute. Everything they 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 draw out, any bit of humor out of any anything they're doing. Because, you know, it starts off, you have Fry's birth and, like, his older brother being jealous of him and everything he does. And, like, I want to be called Fry. No, he wants to be called Philip because that's... Or his... Philip, yeah. Jeez. I want to be Philip. <laughs> He's like, no, you're named y- Yancey after yeah. your uh, great-grandfather, Yancey, who killed commies during the Civil War. Then he salutes. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course, there were commies in the Civil War. But, uh, you know, just such a great episode. Not much. You know, the Seven Leaf Clover is there. Uh, I think in another episode we'll have to look into where the four-leaf clover comes from in terms of it, its magical properties. Beyond that, there wasn't a lot of Irishness on display. But one thing that did catch me out, because they go to the racetrack yes. to watch horse racing, and you know this is where Fry's losing, and that's when he gets the idea to, to find his, his lucky clover. But at one point, they go down to the stalls, and they get a horse burger. And that reminded me of a particularly terrible time <laughs> in Irish history. <laughs> The horse meat scandal. That's right. So I might briefly mention that for a few minutes because uh, I actually watched a documentary on that on YouTube just to kind of refresh my memory and watch it if you like. But it is oh, harrowing oh, to see what they did. I, I worked in McDonald's at the yeah. time and like everyone is asking, is there a horse in your burger to the point where we had to like have a thing up on the wall to say, what hap- What do you do if someone asks you, is there a horse in the burger? So. <laughs> You just neigh at them. I made that joke a bunch of times, to be honest with you. Like it was, I remember like, I did make that joke a couple of times. There was a lad I worked with who was, I don't, you know, I don't want to say like he was mentally checked out, but let's just say he was not the most enthused to be to be working there. And I remember I had the headset on and he was, I think he was on the, the window taking the orders for the drive through And uh, someone said to him, was like, you know, oh, you know, I hope there's not any, um, you know, the horse. I think it was it. Oh, I think, sorry. I think the person in the car said, um, I mean, what anim- what what noise this 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 animal make before it was killed? It wasn't like you know, nay nay. And he goes, no no, it was much more like meow meow. <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember that. Just worry them even more. Don't, don't start a news scandal. Like, what, what did he say? And I was like, oh, it's an Irish joke. And he's like, all right. <laughs> Whatever you could get away with. But yeah, so I think it was about 2013 that it all yeah. came out. And it was that at the time, and to an extent there still are, but less because of this, 
uh, a lot of wild Irish horses. Something that I don't really, I haven't really seen much of myself. You know, there are a few spots in Limerick where I, I've seen horses that I, I wouldn't say they're wild. Were owned by yeah. someone, but I guess would have been wild. But uh, I think it was after the the recession, a lot of people who had previously bought a load of horses just kind of let them go in a, a, a around the landscape, just mountains and wherever they could get rid of them because they couldn't pay for them anymore and so people started rounding them up bringing them over to england to be slaughtered and then they were tricking like huge companies like bird's eye and a bunch of others that they were beef and then they got into the the food chain that way and it was just it like as i said if you want to watch the documentary do it's really interesting it gets kind of graphic you know you see some of the ho- horrible treatment of the horses but it, it's it's worth knowing that this kind of thing can happen and hopefully will never happen again. Yeah, it, it, it was just like finding out that like, a couple of providers in particular did do this. And I remember there was a lad who went to college at the time and he, he was very fond of getting the um, the ready-made lasagnas from a particular supermarket. He liked this particular brand because they were cheap and like you'd put it in the microwave and there's your dinner and they were caught doing it. So he's like, how many horses have I eaten? Like, Yeah, I mean, it, was, it, it became a yeah. huge thing. I, I kind of, at the time, I wasn't very engaged or up to date with the news and stuff but i remember hearing about it and stuff and uh it's funny though in the documentary they actually have there's a a stall up in dublin in one of the markets and before that had even started he was actually selling horse meat he just had like kind of a a grill there and he'd cook it up for you right there and he said that when it all came out people were more curious to see if it tasted different yeah if they could taste it in their own food so he was doing great business out of it I don't know if I've ever had eaten horse. Um, I've had horse milk before. Uh, wouldn't really recommend. It wasn't terribly nice. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, like horse milk, it's just a bit fatty. I don't know how to describe it. It just didn't taste terribly nice. I don't think I've had horse meat to my knowledge. I may, I may have un- unintentionally, but yeah. From what yeah, I've heard, I mean, it's, you know, it's, a very, like it's not a lot of lean in the Common meat. on the continent yeah. on your, in Europe. I was tempted once when I was living in Italy. Uh, they had it in the supermarket. I was uh, wandering around and I saw it said, uh, what was this? Cavallo. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Trying to remember, yeah. translated it <laughs> into English. It's like, what kind of, what, what animal is that? I was like, oh shit, that's horse. And so I was tempted, but I never actually got any. But, you know, I think it's it's more that we'd rather know that we were eating horse and also yeah. not have it being stolen from a field. Yeah, it, it just reminds me of the, the Simpsons there, studio. You were saying, you know, Homer's in Cuba and he's like ringing back to Marge. He's like, oh, it's great here. There's kids walking around the place with uh, free uh, bits of meat, uh, beef on it. And he's like, takes one off the kid and he goes, it's carne de pulo. It's like, they're saying it's donkey meat. And Homer goes, it's nice <laughs> to meet you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I suppose back to the episode from our harrowing little bit of Irish history. Uh, you know, funny episode, you know, they have the centaur race. At one point, they actually mentioned Mayor Giuliani, which is, uh, I found funny considering his recent exploits. It's just, well, you got to remember, see, when this came out, Rudy Giuliani, he was like quite popular. This is, this is, this episode is before 9 11, where like he really got the, the spotlight for being mayor of New York. Yeah. So to see like someone's uh, fall from grace as, as far as he did is quite impressive. Yeah, it's almost like he's, uh, Mutating like the people in the sewers with his his dripping oil out of his hair. Yeah, well, you know, well, Stu, you know, I, 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 maybe he meant to have that press conference outside the Four Seasons in the regard that he did. Who knows? <laughs> I love you can get that we'll as a Zoom know. background now. It's it's great. Uh, another thing, just trying to squeeze stuff out of this episode that had nothing to do with Ireland. They did seem to predict Alexa, which I found funny. 
Well, I, I think that's not, uh, you know, this whole talking computer thing is like, like, you know, like in Star Trek and everything. I don't think it's predicted there. It's like, computer. oh, I know, but no, it, it's the sense that uh, when they were back, when they had just come back from old New York, yeah, they start talking about Fry and the, the professor goes, my computer heard us talking about Fry and looked up, you know, brought up his history. Fry. Yeah. It also ordered ordered me uh, French fries and something else I can't remember, but it was like that's exactly what Alexa is like. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it, it hears you by mistake and then pulls up everything on whatever the hell you've just been talking about. So I found that a little predictive. Yeah, that's good. There's there's also um for for our backgrounds too. They they make a physics joke in the race as well. It's just like it's a quantum finish, and then like you see the scientists looking yeah. at it with the electron microscopes. Then Hubert, this guy won, and Hubert uh, Professor Fransworth just goes like, "Oh, it's an outrage! You changed the outcome by measuring it," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is quite good. Uh, oh, the, the last little thing that I could squeeze out of it in terms of Irishness for which is I suppose another recommendation for YouTube is the break dancing. Which just reminded yeah. me of that one video. I think I'd one. sent it on to you. Oh, you'd seen crazy. before. There's a, yeah, there's a video. It must have been an interview for RTE or something. Yeah, but break dancing became yeah. huge in Ireland in like the 70s or 80s. I can't remember exactly when. I think early 80s. But you have this, it. you have this uh, video. You can find it on YouTube. It's like Limerick break dancing or something like that. Probably get it up. And it's uh, a bunch of young Limerick boys, and I think there's a couple of girls there as well, just yep. on the main street of Limerick. Doing their break dancing around the place, shapes, and like they locking and oh, poppins do, and the, like, they're, they're having a great time. What I what they, a, you know interviewed then the old women and like, oh yeah, it's great now. I love see you know it's it's good that they're having fun out here. It's very funny. What I love as well is that um, if you see like the American break dancers, they always used to get like you know they'd flatten a cardboard box on the ground to do it. Over here, like they just use lino. Like I I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, you rub that out of someone. I don't house. know like how if that's a. American thing as much lino. It's like kind of a light. It's like a floor linoleum. They probably linoleum, linoleum. Yeah, it's like a linoleum. floor covering thing here. It's it's quite popular in Ireland, I suppose. You know, it was more so like to get the lino on, on the kitchen floor was always the thing, you know. And so it was it's something in, in Britain as well with their break dancers. They'd always use lino because it was the easier thing to get than cardboard, I suppose. So anyway, yeah. Um, so I think. We've kind of exhausted everything that came out of the Futurama episode because, once again, it was unfortunately not actually well, I mean, look, it, an episode it, it, of St. Patrick's Day. It has the whole, like, you know, look at the Irish thing there. It's a seven-league clover gives Fry good luck and then later his brother Yancey and his nephew, Philip J. Jr. Um, so, you know, it, it, it it's kind of got that concept across there. I, I don't, I'm not aware that we're we're very good basketball countries do as as shown there so i don't i don't know about it i did play basketball in school a little bit because i was tall but um wasn't great at it so yeah i think just being tall is part of the requirements well I, basketball players seem to be very tall so that, that must be the case but you know yeah so that was it but um yeah look, it's we'll... a good episode overall it's just not really I say Patrick's Day episode, except in quite a tangentially good way. So, like, I'd, I'd say a crock of gold just because I really enjoyed this episode. Oh, yeah, because you know, it, it 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 makes you sad. And I always say like I I like things like that get you the full like go from like laughter to to like sadness to happiness. Yeah, you know, it's like you want the full gambit of emotions, and this a hundred percent does it. This is would be one of my favorite episodes of Futurama. I think. Um, I love as well like the whole Breakfast Club soundtrack is like something that you know no no one will ever look at. That. <laughs> as well it's great yeah no i definitely give it a, a crack of gold as well i mean you know as i said futurama hilarious show we, we're both huge fans anyway so we can't really 
be uh, unbiased about it. But yeah, great episode. And I think just even thinking about it now in the future at some point, just as a, a bit of fun, we should we should do it again where we watch something that is completely unconnected to Ireland and try to pick out as many things that we can tangentially connect to it as possible. Oh yeah, like that, like because spotting like <laughs> that'd be great. The horse meat scandal and break dancing was just kind of out of nowhere, and it, you know, challenge us to see if we can make something Irish that completely isn't. Oh, I'd, I'd love that. Um, we should totally do that just for the crack. Like something really not like you know like Australian or like Japanese, something like that, and just try and get it back. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we could have a bit of fun with that at some point. So we'll jump into The Office, uh, which was the episode St. Patrick's yep. Day, uh, which thankfully actually was about St. Patrick's it Day. It was. Um, I suppose we'll get this out of the way now. I haven't watched The American Office at all, really. I've only seen bits of it up until now. So this is the first full episode I've probably watched in, I maybe not the first, or maybe, I don't know, but in ages certainly so i'm coming at this a little bit blind i know Stu is more familiar with it than i am so i'm just you know oh i've seen it yeah all. so I, I, i'm just going to be kind of coming at this i don't know all the staff relationships as much but i, I from from barring what i can gather in the show so yeah i'll, I'll just be kind of coming at this but it was good you know? yeah i mean I'll, I'll preface for you rob you know it, it's kind of one of the later seasons it's yeah. not as good as the earlier yeah. stuff you know there's kind of transitioning things in there but Overall, it's still a great episode, and it it has a wealth of Paddy's Day stuff in it. I, I and Kathy Bates as well is there. She's a fantastic actress playing uh, Joe, the the kind mm. of owner. I'm a big fan of her work. Um, she was great in Misery. <laughs> Might not be everyone's cup of tea, but I quite liked it. But uh, I think before we get into the actual Paddy's Day stuff, one thing that uh, I think we must point out is that uh, at one point, Aaron goes into Joe, and she's like sneezing or or something, <laughs> and you know, well played. Sends her straight yep. home, and I think in a previous scene before, someone's that, wearing a face mask. Aaron's like wiping her yeah. nose. Yeah, no, I have this down as well. Yeah, you have Angela puts on this her thing. own her own personalized face mask. It's like, how do we pick an episode? And it just had to have something that we can now relate to the current pandemic. But like, it's actually too perfect because it was like St. Patrick's Day last year is when we went on lockdown here, like the their Tisha giving a speech. <laughs> yeah. I was like, because of COVID, this is too real. It, it, and it's just like seeing that packed bar at the end and Paddy's Day. It's just like, oh, like this is what we're missing out on because we're not vaccinating enough people here, and the government is somewhat incompetent. Oh yeah, anyway. there have been a. There have been a few shows that I've been watching when they go to a bar and you're like, oh, God damn it, I wish I was there, even if it was shit. Like, it might be, like, I don't care when, it's like late summer, early autumn, whatever, as soon as I can get back into a pub without having to do a substantial meal or whatever, I'm just necking a load of pints and hugging a load of people once we're vaccinated, of course. Oh, yeah. It's got to be great. But anyway, it was very funny that she had her own personalized mask. Head of the curve. Like, with her name embroidered into it. I was like, it, it just, it was very funny. And especially just seeing, you know, the boss sending two people home immediately when they seem to be sick you know great business practice yep. great health and safety i don't know about all of her business practices you just stay there till about yeah like, it's like you're <laughs> she'd be crazy but at least you know yeah it, it, saving people from getting like sick michael scott's like saying like i'm just missing my workforce at half eight at night because like jesus i wouldn't work that late i like unless it was vitally important and i was getting overtime i wouldn't do that like oh yeah definitely so you know We'll get into a bit of the the Paddy's Day stuff. So the office is like completely decked out. Uh, when Michael comes in in the beginning, there's like a bowl of just the green M and M's. No, she's like, isn't she like? What she call? What did he call them? He calls them like Irish Viagra or something nonsense. No, he, I think he says um, like all natural Viagra or something like that. Yeah, something crazy anyway, which is ridiculous. Nature's Viagra. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. All right. And, you know, he has, he, he starts, I think you're with Top of the Morning, which is. Oh, he's wearing the green tie yeah. and everything. They're all wearing green. Yeah, there was a, a couple of good ones. Um, I think Kevin was probably the best because he had like the full green suit on. And I think at one point he had the paddy cap. Yeah. And when they're not allowed to go home, he like slams it down on the table. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And uh, your man that wore kilt as well, who's going on the Andy, date. Is yes. That? Andy. Yeah. Played by Ed yeah. Elm. And uh, I know you'll, yeah. you'll bring it up. Uh, so I will say first off, we know that kilts are mostly connected with Scotland, but yes. there are Irish tartans and Irish kilts probably by a different name yeah so like it, it, yeah well it, it, it's it's not it's generally a Scottish thing but like tartan and that whole thing it isn't you know a million miles away it's it's fine like Steve you've worn a kilt in March in the Paddy's Day oh, Parade yeah. before so it's not exactly a million miles off like you'd see like the bands wearing it and stuff and it's strictly like in New York as well like you see like the their pipes and bands one like the big one in the I think it's the NYPD uh, band that go in the Paddy's Day Parade there they always wear that get up so it's yeah it's fine I don't I don't take much of an issue with it uh, I, I, I didn't double check what tartan he was wearing I think it's store tartan which is the monarch's Ooh. tartan so that's fine anyone can wear that but it's actually the correct tartan to wear um, you know, you're 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 all allowed to wear the monarch's tartan. You actually need permission to wear oh, other right. tartans, unless if it's like a clan's tartan. So, for example, you'd be entitled to wear McNamara tartans too, but uh, I'd have to get permission to do it. But I would be allowed to wear the monarch's tartan. Oh, and I arguably every county in Ireland has its own tartan as well. So we could both wear Limerick tartan, I believe. I don't know who regulates. I don't know. Maybe if it gets warmer in the summer, we might wander around in some nice tartan. Very very liberating wearing a kilt too. <laughs> yeah. So. One of the things that I loved was when Michael says that it's the cl- Paddy's Day is the closest the Irish will get to Christmas. I, I laughed at that. That was very good. <laughs> it's just such a ridiculous statement because obviously we do celebrate Christmas. But uh, yeah, it was just like the idea of Paddy's Day being the Irish Christmas is quite funny. I suppose in a sense it it it, it is like a significant day along with Christmas. Um, you, you I'd see my you know we'd already go to the pub and. Paddy's Day, I see my family for a bit, then I'd go into town and, you know, go drinking again. But it's, it is a family day to a certain extent, and certainly in my house anyway, um, along with Oh, Christmas. yeah, definitely. Because even I think later on, he calls Paddy's Day a world ethnic holiday. And it's like, I mean, technically, you're correct. Technically. <laughs> well, some of the other stuff he said to, to your man who, who got the office from the, the down the shipping thing was a bit sus. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's. Uh, obviously you don't know but Michael is kind of not the smartest oh I got character. that I, I'll say that I, I've watched the British office so I, I know like he's kind of based oh, on yeah, Ricky yeah. Gervais character so I get the whole 
he's like the kind of suck up who says stupid things. Like, I kind of get that, but it's just like, you know. Yeah, but it, it was just funny, like, because I don't think anyone thinks of St. Patrick's Day as a world ethnic holiday, but I mean, it sure, is, I suppose. I yeah, I mean, we're, we're our own ethnicity, I think. <laughs> or at least our own culture. I'd, I'd yeah. say the world cultural holiday. I don't know, I mean, maybe... Yeah, sure. But um, I think he's meaning it in a more archaic sense, which is like, right, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it, it very much seems it's like the American equivalent of it, because like we firstly, we would we weren't working on St. Patrick's Day, the two of us, because it's a bank holiday over here. So we don't have we generally don't have to work unless it's like, you know, public service or something like that in most regards. So we wouldn't be in the office on St. Patrick's Day regardless. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely a national holiday, which makes it a lot better because then you can... Watch the parade. I, I knew what you were going to say there. <laughs> or get completely langers like we normally do yeah. and miss the parade completely. Yeah, so like it, it's like you would possibly go into the pub after work on, on the day before if it was a working day. And, you know, you, you, you can sleep in on Paddy's day then if you want and with a hangover. So, you know, you can go nuts. Yeah, yeah. You're always Everyone always books the day after St. Patrick's Day off, just in case. But uh, one thing I think we forgot to mention in the last two episodes we did on Paddy's Day is uh, the tradition of wearing green, which isn't really something we have here. I think in the past it might have been more common. Yeah, I, I always thought this is a very minute. American thing. Like You see like American TV shows, oh, if you don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, people get to pinch you. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like the Simpsons or something had it. Dungeon Anaconda, if you ever, ever remembers that weird show. They, they, no, they, they did yeah. a whole episode on that. And it's just like, yeah, but like, um, that's very American. Yeah, you know, like, if you wandered around Ireland getting pinched for not wearing green or pinching someone for not wearing green you're going to get hit like, I, as far as i know that like people did that in school like the day before st patrick's day like in primary school but that was only because people saw it on tv like it, it was not an irish thing at all yeah. as far like certainly not down here is, is what i can say to you i suppose like green is sort of seen as our national color like traditionally going back blue would have been our, our color as well it was always seen as kind of being the Irish colour. You, you you know, our symbols and everything else back in the time had it. If you look at like this, this famous symbol, like, you know, the, the golden harp, it's always on a blue background. And that's like actually the, the presidential standard, the president's personal flag is that. So like blue is kind of, was traditionally the kind of Irish colour. Green, like as well, it, like, yeah, you know, the country is very green, Stu. I, I, I don't think anyone would dispute that. Yeah. So, and like with the shamrock as well, their symbol, that's green. So you, you kind of see where it, it came out of, but... You know, particularly when they were doing up the, the tricolor, um, you know, uh, to kind of represent the green, representing the nationalists, the orange, the unionists, and the white, the peace between us is what they say now. Uh, to kind of copy the French tricolor from the revolution, it kind of it kind of expanded on it as well, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you know, green is kind of everywhere here, mostly because we're a very wet country, so our our grass and our plants tend to grow quite well, but we're not obliged to wear green on St. Patrick's Day and I don't, like beyond you know families who might do it with the kids and that have like they have bought a Penny's t-shirt yeah. for the kids which is all Paddy's Day de- decked out or the old lads wearing not the, really a thing that we the do shamrocks I mean like I suppose wearing kind of a bit of shamrock would be an older tradition like actual clumps of shamrock in your coat pocket yeah but um, you know it, it's not really a tradition in the sense of wearing green it's like kind of very common to do it and like dress up the kids and stuff like that for the parade but like it's you don't have to wear green no uh, you know you're not going to get pinched for it and if you do pinch someone else 
you will get knocked out. I wouldn't say knocked out, Stu. We're not advocating violence here, but they they'd certainly take a very dim view. I'm of not it. saying we are, but you know, people will get pissed at you. Like someone goes around it. pinching me, like saying, "Oh, you're not doing the right thing on this Irish holiday." I'd be like, "Excuse me, I think I know what I'm doing." Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even you know, in the episode, you get a lot of Paddy's Day decorations. I don't think that's really much of a thing here. I mean, obviously. The last two years, we haven't really had no. any decorations because most places have been closed. But like, you know, beyond, you know, my niece, she'd have drawn like Patrick's Day pictures or something in school. That's about it, really. And they'd be up somewhere. Yeah, we'd like... But like, we don't we don't buy like streamers and stuff to, ha- to hang up around the house or stick on the windows with shamrocks and leprechauns and whatever else they do for St. Patrick's Day like they did it in I the think generally in primary school we, we we were like, you'd kind of draw a St. Patrick and, or like you'd get like an outline of him and you'd colour him in you know, and you could put that up on your wall or something or put it on a placard and bring it to the parade. That that That's really kind of it. I mean, it, it it's like you really only see decorations like that in like the very kind of touristy parts, I suppose. Like, because if you're coming to... Yeah, sure. It's like a three or four day St. Patrick's Day celebration in Dublin. And like, you know, all the bars, the kind of touristy bars around there will always put up like, you know, the green and everything like the kiss me, I'm Irish shines, you know, the Pogue Mahone and all that. And they'll kind of paddy up a little bit because like that's what the Americans want. I mean, you know, if it's like a, a local pub or something. Yeah, it like becomes that, a tourist yeah, attraction. Like a local pub isn't really going to do that because it's going to be one of their busiest days in the year. They're just like, they're going to make a mint anyway. Why, why change something? Definitely. Uh, I suppose we should talk more about the pub because along with decorations, the whole uh, dressing up, I think they had like little Irish or green bowler hats on and yeah. they all had like, I suppose, St. Patrick's Day lays and stuff. I know the the warehouse workers had like a shot glass hanging from their neck, which I wouldn't be opposed That's, to, that, but at the same time, it isn't really... It's not Irish, but I like the concepts too. Oh yeah, anything where you constantly have a shot glass next to you is a good now, thing. I would say that I think you need a metal one because... You worry the glass one would shatter, but also you could use it as a weapon if someone tries to jump you. Back to <laughs> now, now back to not advocating violence anymore, as I said earlier. <laughs> Nor alcohol. We're not uh, advocating al- alcohol either. So but, uh, no cans. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a very decorated. You got a very decorated pub there. Uh, you know, they had near the end when they all leave the office and head to the pub. They're all drinking plastic Guinness glasses and. You know, technically, I suppose that's an Irish thing because on Paddy's Day, being that there's so many people drinking, they do tend to use plastic glasses. Oh, like some places will, like it's um, the the pub is going to be completely, you know, packed inside. So the, you know, people are going to be standing outside, and there might be a beer garden if you're lucky, or a few tables outside. So generally, like most people are going to be outside, standing in the road, and everything else. So just give them plastic glasses because you know you don't have to worry about getting your glasses back. Because you know Guinness do make you pay for the Guinness glasses, um, unlike. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's getting them back. Yeah, and it's you know safety because Paddy's Day would be one of the days where people, let's say, over. Yeah, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't so want someone. You don't want glass shattering, or everywhere. you know, someone, um, you know, misconstruing a comment, and you both had a bit to drink, and you know, Pete, there is a misunderstanding, and then it might turn to a bit of a scuffle. And generally, when people have glass in their hands, when that happens, it it can sometimes end a bit badly for someone. So. You know, that too. Yeah. So it's probably a good idea that they was plastic. Although the Guinness they had, you could see, like, I don't think there was a head on no, it at it all. Was, I don't which... think it was actually Guinness. Um, I, I think it was just... Well, whatever kind of porter... Or I don't think it had. was. I, I think uh, it might have been Coca-Cola or something, just for, like, the, the cinema perspective. I, I, it, could been, I, it just didn't look like Guinness to me. Oh, yeah, well, it's hard to tell. I mean, I would have assumed even if it was a Guinness... 
depending on how many takes they had oh, done, could've, could've been. you could yeah, imagine yeah. that the head would just go completely flat if it was like an hour of taping. No, that's fair enough. I, I just think it's, you know, it, it might just be a thing for cameras. I, sometimes you hear that. Um, I think they have like shot glasses with like shamrocks on them at the end. It looks like they're drinking what I have to presume must be Jaeger because it was brown as well. <laughs> from the <family. laughs> Yeah, not exactly Irish. From, but I mean, we do like our Jaeger. From, from the Mac Jaeger family down in, you know, Knocklegoshel, is it? <laughs> well, Rob, as you as you know, I did meet the Jaegermeister uh, Bach once, which was you a did. wonderful right. occasion. Yeah. I always forget to save that photo. It's like in a comment somewhere on Facebook, whereas I was in Prague, yeah. I think, on a pub crawl and just out of nowhere, this guy comes in with no shirt on. Yeah. You know, clearly he was well exercised and he just had on this big plastic uh, deer head, the, the, the eyes lit up red. I mean, we just got free shots of Jaeger. So, you know, great yeah. night overall. And uh, I met one of my uh, my heroes that day. So I was quite happy. It's a man that gives you free shots. <laughs> That's all you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Uh, they do a bit of Irish dancing as well, yeah, which yeah. is fun. Or, or attempt to. It's not the worst we've seen on, on, on film. I, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I mean, it, it was quite brief and they all had a bit of crack with it, which you can't complain about. I think you uh, you wanted to mention a certain quote from a singer as well, Rob. Oh, it was uh, at the very end, Michael Scott goes, to quote the Irish poet like Bobby McFerrin, uh, don't worry, be happy. <laughs> it's just dying laughing at that. Bobby <laughs> McFerrin, who, you know, is, I believe, is African-American, certainly, and I believe he's from a Jamaican background. But uh, yeah, has an Irishish name, but like just like Eddie Murphy, I, I don't know how... Um... <laughs> Who you'd associate with St. Patrick's Day, I suppose. I mean, you know, it's one of those things you probably have to do uh, genetic testing or find his family I mean, tree I'm sure to he has some Irish in him. Everyone does, came in. You know, that's that's it. Um, uh, we do get around. We do. Um, so I, I just thought that was quite funny. Uh, it reminded me of, you know, the bit in The Yank where um, Fred Willard is showing um, your man Sean around the, 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 oh, the, the yeah, Irish yeah. gardens. <laughs> That kind of vibe. I have down as well, Stu, was like, oh, everyone in the office is sick where, where, as Paddy's Day. Where are the hot whiskeys? That'll cure what ails them. Uh, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one in a, an American show, so I don't know if they, they know the secret of the perfect cure for any cold. Like I said before, you need a hot whiskey. It will cure your, it will cure a sore throat. It'll cure a cold. Uh, effects on uh, COVID uh, unknown at present. We'll, we'll look into it and get back to you. I mean, I've already had it, Stu. You have to get it now to check uh, it. What is... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, another thing I just wanted to mention out of curiosity with you, Rob, it's Angela, the woman who puts on the mask. Yeah. She also at one point says, uh, I don't want to go home to celebrate Paddy's Day. I want to protest it. It's like, I've never heard of anyone protesting Paddy's Day. I'm sure there probably is some lunatic out there. Oh, no, there. I saw a thing on Twitter yesterday about this. Now, I'm going to preference this by saying this was an Irish American doing this and... It was like a, it was like a um, TikTok video, I presume. Um, I don't use TikTok. I, oh, I, I don't use TikTok. It's it's you know, at some point in your life, you're going to be like, right, I don't understand this new social media. This is the point I switch off, you know. So I'm just like, right, I've got Facebook and Twitter. No to Instagram. No to TikTok. I remember Vine. I liked that. That's me done, basically. So I don't understand TikTok. We're not setting up a TikTok. Go away, <laughs> you know. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, but I think it was a TikTok, and it was basically this Irish American girl going, um, "Oh yeah, don't be celebrating Paddy's Day now because it was genocide against the pagans." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> so it was. 
Um, you're saying like, oh, it's like, oh, they, they, St. Patrick was doing uh, it to wipe out paganism because the pagans actually knew the real stuff that Jesus had because they were sent there. For, and I'm going like, is this a piss take or not? Because a lot of Irish people on Twitter were like giving out about it. And I'm like, right. I thought that has to be a piss take. It has to be like, it has to be a piss take. But like people were saying it was serious. Because yeah. I've seen, I, I've heard of other things. Like there was one guy who made a, a satirical thing where, oh, what's her face? Or her name's out of my head now. But you know, the, the blind and deaf woman who like wrote a load of books and Hel- stuff. Hel- Helen Keller. Helen Keller. That's the one. Uh, yeah. He was basically joking in a, in a, satirical way oh she she wasn't blind at all how could anyone who was blind and deaf write so many books and do what she did and so i assume that that's a similar thing where they're kind of satirically making a making a joke out of it yeah but i if it was done it was very bad satire because all the people like the actual irish people there were going this isn't funny stop saying this This is a complete bollocks so because she's doing like a full irish accent in it as well and like wearing green so it could have been satire, but like I'm like, if you did, you failed at satire because people have to know you're taking the piss. Yeah, that's that's a very weird one. But at but, least we found yeah, one that, other lunatic yeah, who's actually protesting Paddy's Day. Why would you like it's why it, I, I, if it has racist connotations, I'm unaware of. Please do enlighten me. I, you know, I, I think like this is this is our one day a year where, you know, we have a bit of crack. Like, I mean. Okay, I I do take the point that um, LGBT groups were excluded from the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York and a few other places for many years, and that they had their own rival parade. And, you know, I I think they generally are allowed in the New York parade now because it was like for a while there was like an alternate Irish parade um, in New York that did welcome uh, more marginalized groups to it. And I think even, I can't remember if it was our Taoiseach or someone, they went to the alternate parade instead of the the main St. Patrick's Day parade at one year as kind of a little, you know, a hint, hint that, you know, we, we like we, we were pushing for same-sex marriage in Ireland at the time, so we couldn't exactly yeah. go to a parade that didn't advocate. Like, I get that as a valid criticism. That's fine. Like, I would say that that's not something that happens in our parades over here. Um, I've seen a variety of groups for you know a tenny we mentioned before in a previous conference the trans equality network in ireland um lgbt groups from various places like a gosh here in limerick um the queer society from the university we went to marched there as well they had their own special bit they had a massive pride uh, flag which is lovely for them i didn't hear any criticism about that um as far as i'm concerned i don't see why there's anything wrong with that we've had like a a a gay head of government in this country we've got um you know uh several i think we've got two gay ministers in cabinet at the moment um even then we're kind of gradually moving past a lot of that now so yeah i mean you want to criticize the parades in new york and stuff for doing that grand but i think it's not in ireland that's i, I wouldn't say that's as much of a thing so it's other negative aspects of paddy's day parade yeah but then it's a more of a local issue than yeah, it's more, it's more like negative issues about St. Patrick's Day that we're not aware of fine. I mean, I suppose you could say just from a, a getting blind drunk and, you know, it, it's obviously bad for you. You know, drink in moderation, please. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I must assume that Scranton as well, being the where the office is set, must have yep. some kind of Irish community. I mean, Pennsylvania, I it's think, very tends Irish, to anyway. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, of course, you know, friend of the pod, current president of the United States, Joe Biden, an Irish man. We're pretty sure he's from Scranton. Well, he was he was born in Scranton, but then he he grew up in Delaware, I suppose, because that's like he's you know he was born there. He, he's he's he was a senator from Delaware, spent most of his life there. So um, 
I, yeah, I think he has the big job in in Washington now, Stu. You know, yeah. from from he's from the Mayo, I think, if I remember correctly. It was in one of our other episodes where we talked about this. I, I mentioned it. Yeah. I think it's from. I think it's May, Mayo and Offaly. I think his family are from. So there you go. I don't have much else to say on the episode. Do you have anything left over? Um, no. It, it just the uh, I, I I liked. it. I thought it was a bit funny. I suppose we'll talk about the other things. Like so, first the liquid paper is that is that a thing? I think what what you'd be thinking of is Tipex. Oh, okay, Tipex. Right. I okay. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah i think i'm pretty sure that uh, liquid paper is just another name for that okay grant i i've never heard it called that but it's like one of those things where it's like it doesn't transit like when we say like a, a pen is like a biro i think some americans yeah. like look at us or we call like oh around the rads there's like what the rads like it's cold they're looking look, like the radiators you know it's like all oh, right Oh yeah, like remember, you know, potato is always any type of crisp for me. You know, out of yeah. pack potatoes, it doesn't matter if it's an actual packet of potato crisps. Yeah, or or, or like even um, this was Hoover to a lesser extent. Uh, is like yeah, was a brand name. It's just anything for a vacuum cleaner. We we just say Hoover over here, and it's probably other. We might do an episode on this in the future. I think we discussed this before. We we're just trying to put together a list of like words we'd use over here in English that don't really. Don't really transit outside of Ireland as much, or even outside of like you know Ireland, UK, almost. But uh, so yeah. that, that, okay, thanks for clarifying that. Then the whole thing with your man, uh, what's his name, the the the, the, the mad fella Dwight, yeah, his mega desk thing. Like it's, I guess, so your man was out in paternity leave. Is that yes, Jim? Jim, no. yeah, yeah, that's Jim. Okay, Jim was out because he'd gone out with one of the other people in the office and they've had a child. Pam, you don't see her at all in the yeah, episode. Yeah. Okay. So like he has this mega desk. He's got like three desks and he's like has one for work, one for playing video games and then one for like doing other bits and your man comes back and wants it back. I'm like, oh I mean you could just double screen, but I, I, I like his I like his old concept of just going around in a circle. Like it's it's admirable at best. And then he makes the quad desk at the end, which is a desk over two other desks and then your man has to go underneath to get into his computer. Um Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you you probably remember from the original office. I think it's Tim instead of Jim. Yeah, and yeah. I cannot remember the alternate name for Dwight, but it's your man who was in the Pirates of the Caribbean. No, no, I I, I can't. I kind of get the, the eye popping out. Yeah, yeah so I, can, I kind of get the idea. Yeah, that's why at the end he kind of has that tiny little desk underneath the quad desk. Yeah, it's it's, it's a bit more theatrical than the the UK office, if, if you know what I mean. They kind of, I suppose, British humor is very different to American humor as well. So, I, I, if you oh, yeah, uh, like, you can't no, you can't you make it exactly. it, Rob. Yeah, but if you watched the first season, is close to verbatim to the first season of the British office. And I can't imagine that works and then, in America. <laughs> not not terribly well. Even like, you know, the colors are very washed out in a similar way. And then season two, they just did their own thing and made a fantastic show that is yeah. pretty much completely separate from the, the UK office. I suppose like cause it, it's one of those Amer- uh, UK imports to America where it, it actually worked. But I suppose they had to kind of put their stamp of proof. Like, you know, the, the IT crowd didn't work. Skins didn't work in America. The in-betweeners, oh my God, I've ever seen oh, yeah. that. Yeah. No, that, yeah. So there a lot go. of stuff didn't work. Yeah, so I mean, you have to kind of put the American kind of stamp on it in order to, to make it more. So, yeah, I liked it. I think I might watch some of it um, again. Good. So uh, from what you were kind of telling me before we started recording, I think it's like season two to like season four, was it, is kind of the, the good bit. Yeah, I mean, you might as well watch season one, mostly yeah. out of curiosity because you've already seen yeah, that, the original that's fair. office. That's fair. But then beyond that, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's when the Dunder Mifflin, which is kind of the, the company 
that sells the paper that they work for. When that kind of starts changing and then you bring in Joe who like bought out the company and then other people kind of come in after yeah. that. That's kind of when it starts to to lose it. Yeah. But the first few seasons are fantastic and they're very much worth a watch. Yeah, that's good. Also, I it, just on, on a side note now, I mean, I, I haven't seen the series. Perhaps this is a running team. It seems like everyone in the office is like, got mad into each other you know what i mean it's very incestuous office like it's like you get andy and aaron isn't it they're going on their first date and then he goes over to her house yeah. and they're both sent home sick and then the jim and pam they're presumably married and they've had a child like so it's just yeah. like is everyone like knocking boots basically not everyone but there is there is an amount of, of boot knocking that does go on throughout the show yeah it because it, it just seems like you know Jesus, like, like, where, where, where's HR in this, dude? That, that's what I'm asking here. This seems like you'd be giving the HR manager a nightmare. Well, <laughs> there, there, there is a HR manager. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't say much more. Okay. His name is Toby, <laughs> right. but uh, you don't see him in this episode. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So he he makes appearances and has his own struggles with the, the crazy nature of The Office. Yeah, that was grand. I, I, I liked as well, it was uh, um, Dwight singing like Cats in the Cradle, you know, and then to, to yeah, annoy, annoy Jim and there, and the other the other fella starts singing it. Is he the Puerto Rican fella, I think, as Michael Scott calls him, and he's like whispering into your one's ear, uh, Joe's ear, about whoever Oh, you is. mean... Uh... I might, I might, I might be getting him wrong, but someone else starts singing oh, anyway. Yeah, it just reminds me of this the the bit in The Simpsons so, where Homer starts singing that. Yes, we have no bananas. <laughs> you're thinking, yeah, Oscar. I kept for some reason right, Oliver right. came into my head. Okay, I was like, it's definitely not that, but Oscar, yeah. But uh, if that's everything we have, I'm going to say definitely a crack of gold for me. Yeah, I mean, great episode. Lots of Irishness in it. You know. Funny, uh, great characters. Couldn't complain about the episode. I'd take Rock Out. I really enjoyed it. As, as my first kind of foray into the American office properly. Yeah, I mean, obviously I didn't understand a lot of the, some of the characters' motivations and things like that. But, you know, I was able to come into this without really a lot of knowledge and you, you're, you're able to kind of work out everyone's kind of characterizations and who, who they kind of are pretty quickly. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was good in terms of um, what I what I kind of have in my head is like an American version of St. Patrick's Day. So it very, much, it very yeah. much lived up to that very green and drinking and, you know, superficial. So I, I think it kind of hit the nail in the head in terms of getting that corporate kind of version of St. Patrick's Day down quite well. So yeah, thumbs up for me rock of gold definitely so next week to get on with a bit of uh the oscars we're going to be watching wolf walkers which is an irish uh animated movie that is nominated uh, i assume in the animated category i should have actually checked that but anyway <laughs> we'll be watching wolf walkers which hopefully in about a month's time might actually win an oscar which would be great uh fingers crossed that'd be that'd be great um you know, it's it's good to see Irish movies win Oscars. We'll we might do a few Oscar winning films at some point. Um, I think the Crying Game was Oscar nom. No, it won an Oscar for best screenplay, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a few there's in there few. that we can so, pick and choose out. Again, it, it, most of them are about the IRA. Let's just be let's just be honest too. So it's <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly. I love like when we when we eventually get on to doing like in the name of the father. It, I, I think that'll be interesting. But it's it just at the end of it is just going to be like, wow, we're we're you know how how can you how can you come out of that film and not hate the British government? <laughs> 
Oh my god. But anyway, that's a that's a story for a different day. Uh thanks very much for listening, guys. We do really appreciate it. If there's any feedback you'd like to give, any suggestions, anything you think we missed out or were we completely wrong on this whole corned beef thing? Is St. Patrick's Day a secretly <laughs> racist festival or is there some secret controversy about we're not aware of because of big green holding it down man i don't know do feel free to give us a bit of feedback you can reach us on twitter at blarney pod you can also email us at talkingblarneypod at gmail.com uh for me it's goodbye slon and we'll see you next week ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm-hmm.